Well, my man, hopefully you haven't forgotten how to do this. Uh, the return of Giovanni on the UVA podcast. How is everybody doing? My name is Farhad. Uh, and the man staring at me across the camera is Giovanni. Welcome back, my brother. Hey, how's it going? Good to, good to be back. Last time we spoke with you, we had uh, Romeo Agresti on the podcast, which, which was a really cool experience to have like a real, real life journalist connected to Juve on the podcast. So I goes, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Before we get into today's Juve podcast, which is I think number 135, just pretty cool. Um, a lot more stuff to talk about. So before we get into the Milan game and the Champions League draw and everything regarding Juve, um, I'd like to direct you towards our social media, which is just follow me. I, I This is like the third time I have to record this because I get tripped up every time. So it's at Turin Giants, at Juve Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. How about that? So at Turin Giants on Twitter is mostly, you know, regarding the merchandise, which is, uh, since we're talking about it, uh, some really cool stuff coming out. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you to those who, who purchased the Marquisio stickers. Uh, TurinGiants.com. Go there for all the merchandise and to purchase all the cool shit. And like I said, we have we have something so cool coming out. You guys will be blown away. Um, yeah, uh, how was how was your uh, last couple of months quarantine? Kind of tail end of it. How how you been, man? Tell me. The usual. Glad that there's yeah. some uh, live sports back. So. Yeah, uh, how, how do you how do you feel about that? By the way, the the lack of the lack of fans. With the, what pisses me off is that how many bangers we've scored and we had there, we had no no people behind the goal um, to, to celebrate. People still watch it. People still All watch right. it. It's uh, it's a it's a unique situation. It, it is what it is. It's either we don't have it, we have it without fans uh, live. So I, it's a temporary thing. I know. So, I get, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely take something. Yeah, definitely sure. take something live as opposed to nothing at all. Um, so, Milan Juve. This was this was not like I don't think anyone expected that sort of result, uh, especially a, a comeback like like that from two zero. What are your um, what are your thoughts about the game? What happened? What what so they, went wrong, Giovanni? Tell us. People people need to know what went wrong for us. Yeah, but I mean, it might make you feel better if you have an answer, or for you can diagnose what went wrong. But it doesn't make you unlose the game, and it doesn't make the next game come up disappear. So, I it to you know it's I I, I normally don't kind of like align with. Some of the approaches that Sari takes mediatically, uh, you know, uh, but when he said, hey, it is what it is, and like, I don't have time to figure out and diagnose what happened, it just happened. The blackout, the, the blackout. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, that's like the most, probably most accurate way to describe it because it was a blackout. I mean, it, we saw 60 minutes of, it's somewhat Passable. of a, oh, you know, dry game. Not 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 too dry, right? We had a few um, exchanges between the two clubs, but mostly Juve kind of doing their thing, and then the two 
goals came. Rabio's goal. Wow. Like, mm, yeah. That awesome. was a beauty. You know, very good. Enjoyed that. Watched it a few times on replay. Then you had the Ronaldo goal. And you would expect, as a Juventus fan, as an Italian team, just in general, that it's usually in the bag. As you said, it's like, it's, it's, it's very shocking because of how seldom it happens historically to Juve to get their ass kicked like this. Yeah. It was, I think, Real Madrid, and then it was Fiorentina with Giuseppe Rossi maybe eight mm-hmm. years ago, seven years ago. I think it was less. Uh, the, one, the one that comes to my mind is uh, the 2-0 lead that we let go. I think it was like 2010 or something against Napoli away. I remember Cavani scoring like a couple of goals. And that was... Yeah, but we, never, we, did, we didn't lose. No, we, we, I think it was 3-2 or something like that. It was, it was a while ago. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's never fun to let uh, 2-0... Um, and and again, you know, credit to Milan, man. That w- that was so unexpected, and you can see that Ibrahimovic is kind of like a, the the you know he may not um, be in the best shape, even though he was you know kicking ass over there, you know, trying to take Ronaldo's head off. But you can see that he's a leader off the pitch as well, which is hey, props words where words do they 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 did um. They they took advantage of the situation. They and they and they capitalized on it, which is something that Juve we are used to seeing Juve do. Like I would say that Milan acted like Juventus in this case, and um, and yeah, the I it, I can't I can't provide any other justification other than a blackout. Um, which it, you, you, you know you're you're not gonna put you're not gonna put a little blame on our defense. I mean that was well, yeah. Shocking. I mean the blame, like uh, that's but that's what I'm trying to say. It's like we can try to find a root cause, but some of the issues that happened on the defense were so blatantly bad mm-hmm. that it's so uncharacteristic of these players, right? We like it's easy to go and say, Alexandro, why are you cross kicking, losing three two mm-hmm. over your box? Uh, and you also mistake it, right? Like normally you're a professional, you shouldn't make those mistakes just even passing the ball simply. But even the decision-making to do it resulted in that fourth goal. Like mm-hmm. it's easy to say, Alexander, it's your fault. It's easy to say, uh, you know, whoever else. But they all played poorly, but all of the mistakes that happened were ones that they don't usually make. Right, we can we can complain about like poor defense if there's a trend, but this one was just like all of a sudden they stopped on the second goal with Kessie. They stopped defending, like they didn't go or try to steal the ball or even have a tactical foul or whatever it is. It's so I yeah I I I can't give you a reason if you're looking for one. Yeah, every, would, it was a it was a collective. Bet shitting basically, and um, yeah, I, I mean, we, we should talk about Rugani's and 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 Bonucci's partnership because, uh, I mean, oh, that, that's the, that's the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst pairing of center backs that we have, and it was just shown. And let's not forget why Delict was uh, 
uh, disqualified. I mean, it's just an awful decision by a ref. Everybody saw that. The ball in a previous game, you know, bounced off the hip and and hit the hit the arm. And um, sure, we, I mean, we can go back to that, right? But here's if we want to find issues, let's focus on the ones that are truly important and material to what the goals of this team are. You can't have a roster where you lose a starter and all of a sudden your backup is uh, subpar to this point, and even then. Mm-hmm. Like, like that. If you're if you're trying to say, oh, Bonucci is the worst defender we have, that's fine. I cannot disagree with you. The numbers are what they are, but he's also the guy that has played the least. He has the least amount of like minutes under his. You mean Rugani? Rugani, sorry. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't shouldn't necessarily justify Bonucci. um, uh, Bonucci's mistakes. That he that he made during the game, he was he was poor as much as anybody else, and we can't argue that he's been poor in the past or, or the recent past. So to me, while we can say, "Oh well, the Ligt should have been more," blah 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 blah, I would rather have the Ligt miss the Milan game and then be there for one that's more important, which is the Atalanta game. I think so. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, th- listen. Did anything change? No, um, but I feel like I feel like we can take more positives uh, out of this game, out of this loss, than than negatives. There were some shocking performances, but like you said, um, Dybala is now available for the next game. Um, Delict is now available for the next game, wow. and the, the the position on the table didn't change much. Um, it, it somebody, was a, um, it was a painless mistake. It's a painless mistake, yeah. and it couldn't have come at a better time because whenever Juve have painless mistakes or or these bad of games, right, they're very uncharacteristic, they always bounce back. And they're bouncing back mm-hmm. at the right time because we have, we have a string of three games against uh, uh, direct competitors or teams that are uh, uh, just performing at their highest level so far this, since – the the Serie A picked back up. We have Atalanta, mm-hmm. who arguably is the best team in the Serie A right now. Forget Juventus. The best team in the Serie A is mm-hmm. Atalanta right now. Then you have Sassuolo, the best attack in the Serie A. That game Nobody is on July 15th. Sassuolo with the Zerbi, mm-hmm. excellent coach. And then... Th- then you have the you know the game against Lazio, who's kicked their ass all season, and he <laughs> they really did. So these are three for for the Scudetto. These are the three key games. You take two mm-hmm. out of three results, you've won it. What, Especially what kind of what kind of results though? But what do you mean? Like obviously wins. If you if you if you make if you win two out of three, you you you're good. Yeah. That's it. You've got your scudetto, and you focus on, 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 on truly building up that gameplay that you're gonna need when you have one and done games in August against Lyon, uh, City, or, or Real Madrid, and if you pass them, maybe Bayern or Barcelona or Napoli. Like it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's time. It's time. It's time so, for uh, 
to 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 get his gameplay down, and it's time for 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 us as fans to recognize what Juventus is in 2020. Because I I still have no idea. <laughs> Interesting. All right, we might get into that a little later. Um, our friend Andar from from Twitter, he's asking seven matches to go. Can you? Well, you kind of kind of already touched on that. Seven matches to go. Can you give predictions for Serie A one to four? You know, uh, teams that will finish first through fourth. Um. Okay. Good question. Give me. Let me let me think yeah, about it. Right. So no, Mike, and let me just get the easy one out of the way. I think uh, Juventus is going to win it, and not because I'm biased but because believe me believe me people people who listen to you for the first time right now that's the last thing you are is is like um uh one of those fans who just takes it for granted believe me guys if you have never heard giovanni's it's pretty level-headed so if he's if he says that he believes that you is going to win um he pretty much means it but yeah sorry so for first i'm looking so so i'm looking at the numbers here right so juventus is first with um, seven games to go, seven points ahead. Um, they have to play Lazio. If they beat Lazio, then that's a 10-point lead. Um, and you pretty much have it, right? So, yeah. um, barring within the next three games, which are the most important, barring a, um, a loss or two losses, right? In any of those games, then it is ours 100%. If there's mm-hmm. a loss in any of those three games, then we got to hold our breath a little bit longer. Um, that being said, what I see it, uh, behind us is a log jam, for lack of a better word. Because mm-hmm. Lazio has a game against us. They're not doing well. They're, they're, they're performing poorly against pretty much everybody on the table the past three games. I think they're just getting to the point where um, the strength of their roster is catching up with them. If, if I know Simone Inzaghi, he'll right the ship and may be able to steer it into port right behind Juventus, but it's completely open between them and Atalanta. And Atalanta's coming up with um, a really... A really good schedule for them because they've overall performed excellently against everybody that almost everybody that they've played, and they and they pardon me, a little too excellently. They're they're blowing everybody away with their games. Yes, and and they've performed really really well. They play up to their competition, right? They never play they. Which is also another thing, too. Sometimes they play down to their competition. So against smaller teams, maybe that's where some of their like mistakes have come. But they've beat Lazio. They've performed well against Napoli. They've, you know, they've given us issues, right? So I would say outside they have Juventus, then Inter and Milan of like the big name teams. If they beat us on Saturday, outside of Putting issues with our plans, I think Atalanta will propel themselves into contention for at least second place. I'm not, I'm not saying the Scudetto, but I'm saying second place. So I would say as far as um, if, if I had to, if I want to be a betting man and take a little bit of risk, I say Juventus, Atalanta, Lazio, and Inter. 
those are my top four. Inter mm-hmm. will stay fourth. I think they have broken down psychologically and they've got insider issues they got to deal with. Um, Lazio will probably pay the last few losses, um, the impact that that has on their confidence and the um, lack of strength in their, in their bench. And I think Atalanta just keeps riding this, this wave of positivity into, into the Champions League. And you yeah, just okay. don't make a mistake. Can we just mention, in case there, I, I listen, this is pretty niche um, podcast, but if there's any neutrals listening, and even for like UBA fans, just to refresh our course of how amazing um, these eight championships in a row have been, is you know people people a lot of people look down on it, saying that the league is weak and and it's it's a farmers league and blah blah blah, but you see how difficult it is to keep that up for for one season you know inter were flying high uh and now you know their 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 campaign or whatever whatever you want to call it is breaking down so if you just take inter and how consistent they were in the beginning and how difficult it gets and i know coronavirus didn't help you know uh teams stopped but then again that just shows the strength of the team uh, coming back from a break like that, you know, how how quickly you recover, how quickly your players get back into the groove. And listen, if if there's a looks like there will be a ninth in a row, don't let other people tell you that it's because we're we're there. Th- the other teams are too weak. It's just we're strong and we're able to keep that up for for nine months or, or whatever. And that's just it's so it just shows this the season just showed you how difficult it is because you can slip up an any minute. So those those games that you know we we scrape by and we you know either tie or end up with a with a win just shows you how difficult it is to do. So never underestimate you know however many in a row we will win at the end. That exactly. this was because the league the the league was weak. Yeah, maybe maybe the the league was weak. Maybe a couple of I times. Where... I, I don't even buy that whole like the league is weak thing. I I one hundred percent agree with you. It, it's like you don't have to you have to be grateful and you have to be thankful because it it, it could have gone the completely opposite way. For mm-hmm. remembering where Juventus was in two thousand and six and where they are now, it's it's a complete thing. You know, it's. It's a complete shock, and it's a testament to very good planning and to the fact that they have excellent management as a club. And it's again, I like talking about the trajectory of growth of Juventus, and it's been they've cracked the code. They've cracked the code to becoming a as European of a club as they are in a very insular league that just thinks within its borders because that's where well, other, the, the other uh, the other teams are. They're just trying to figure out how to be successful in Italy. We're trying to figure out how to be successful worldwide, not just um, at the football level, but, you know, above and beyond. It's, you know, but but when people talk about the how easy the Italian league is, it's not. Just go look. Just go 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 trace back the statistics of who finished where. Because yeah. outside of Juventus being the, the the king of the jungle, which is the same thing in Germany, it's the same thing in Spain. In Spain, it's either Real, Barcelona, and then maybe you get an Atletico sprinkled in a long, long time ago of Valencia. So but I don't want to 
I don't really hear this noise of like, oh, the Italian league is weak. The Italian league is hard to watch and sell commercially because it's like chess to checkers when you're looking at the Premier League, in my opinion, right? And it's it's a matter of... And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people like... Exactly. Uh, I, love the, the, the the I love watching yeah. the Premier League. But to me, it doesn't engage me as much, right? So... Yeah. And, it's, and to me, yeah, it's, also it's, like it's a it's a good it's a good thing to do while you're hungover, uh, if you don't want to think about the tactics, yeah, you know, stuff like that. I 100% agree with you. Absolutely, that's how I watch it, right? Because it's in the morning. Usually, I go out Friday, and then I'm like, oh man, what do I have? <laughs> EPL, fantastic, right? Um, nice. But then it's also like I feel like there's there's a bad stigma with the Italian league because of how because of like issues that are outside the sphere of Juventus. It's a poorly run league. The yeah. infrastructure isn't supported and you're still dealing with like very antiquated BS um, with like organized fans saying racist shit and all this other stuff. And, and, and nobody as a casual fan or a fan that's not born into Serie A doesn't really, you know, it, it's not attractive so to speak, right? Yeah. You weigh less of these problems in the EPL and Bundesliga and whatnot. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, speaking of Bundesliga, I mean, Bayern is is doing sort of the thing that we're doing and, and you know, congratulations to them. I've mentioned that on, on Twitter, which is at Juve Podcast. Uh, I mentioned it a couple of times saying that uh, the program that I respect as far as another team, um, like if I weren't a Juve fan, which is like, unthinkable i would completely be uh I, I would be a Bayern fan because the way their their organizations run their history their their um um their you know the the winning mentality i i i like them i, I like what they do and hey man you cannot hate a team that posts congratulations to um to buffon on uh, uh, reaching the most games in Serie. uh they posted like a, an official tweet and uh, you know, congratulating, congratulating. If Juventus did not exist, this would be all Juventus fans would be Bayern Munich fans, in my opinion, because we, Bayern Munich is the uh, the club that most resembles Juventus within mm-hmm. Europe in the way that it's grown. In the way it may not have the history that Juventus. Actually, I will say they don't have the history that Juventus have because they didn't come to prominence until the late 1900s, right? Uh, but they, they've they had a steady presence in Europe and they've become just like the German club um, of, of reference. So outside of that, if you look at it, like a, a lot of these other really good clubs in Europe are either the Spanish ones that have a different... Go ahead. Fun fact, they've also lost five Champions League finals, which is... Oh, We spit spit at it, but still, it's good to know that there's someone behind us. Uh, Well, I mean, but they've also won more, but whatever. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. But like, anyways, that, that, that concludes the Bayern hour on the, on the UV podcast. I was just saying, you know... Um, yeah, it's 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 really tough to do, and kind of to close it, close down this uh, little discussion is that they 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 will try to diminish, you know, rivals and whoever that you know 
kids who kids who have never seen Juve at you know at the top of Europe, they you know they will diminish our achievements. But you know what? Us as Juve fans, there's nothing wrong with enjoying you know eight championships in a row. There's you you you're not doing anything wrong, Juve fans. You know it's just a testament to how great our team is run. Um, some you mentioned um, 2006, July 9th, great day for uh, for fans of Italian football. Where were you? Celebrating the, the World Cup win in 2006. There's sort of like every year people bring that up. What's that? We a bar in Little Italy by like UIC. Um, I had at the time, I had I had been watching it there because there was a bar that at the time was ran by a friend's uncle, and I just had a small group of like you know fans. It was me and my roommate. Um, a couple of Italians, one of them was a doctor at UIC and, you know, oncology fa uh, faculty, and he was, just happened to be the big Bologna fan, um, you know, so we're just chit-chatting and just enjoying the game. We watched uh, a few of the group games, and we watched pretty much all of the, the you know, round of 16, quarterfinal, semi, all together, same table, same thing. And so, you know, Italians, as, uh, <laughs> as you know, we are, we're superstitious as we are, you know, it's just, we just yeah. did the same thing. You, the same you, was a good time. You, don't, you don't really do things like large, you know, you're, you're, you're the type of guy to sit in a bar, you know, enjoy the game. And, and plus, you know, you have to like to, to, to defend you for doing things kind of like on a low key level, which is totally cool. In 2006, you know, it was even tough to find a, I mean, it was maybe not tough to find a bar, but it was definitely tough to find like a group of people to go. I remember I went with a couple of buddies who were not even like into it, but it was still cool. You know, it's, I feel uh, ever, ever yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still feel bad when uh, when Zidane got sent off. I I got up because I was sitting yeah. at a at a bar at a big big place, and I just threw two double you know middle fingers at the screen. I was so happy, but then I I can't you know just, just that moment never sat well with me just because it's, you know it was Materazzi and Zidane used to be a Juve player, and that's you know we we have admiration for him and the way he went out just like. I would like to apologize officially, you know, all these all these years later to to Zidane for throwing throwing up middle fingers to celebrate his sending off. Yeah, it was bittersweet for me, but look, I'll be I'll be I'll let you into a secret. Like I am I am when when it comes to Italy, I'm a completely different fan than I am for uh, Juventus. Like to me, yeah. Italy is just pure passion and you have to there is no, there is no good management behind it. You're beholden to the times. You're beholden to luck. You're beholden to the talent that's growing around you. You know, um, there's a good um, alignment and an association between Juventus and Italy because what, whenever Juventus has had strong Italian, uh, you know, members mm -hmm. of the team, Italy has always done well. It's a very yeah. different model. Not that many, but. Who knows? Maybe that will be in the future. But man, when I watch Italy, I go nuts. When I watch Juventus, is because I want, like, I am there. I sit. I don't go crazy because I am dissecting the game and analyzing it. Like that's my passion. That's what I like to do when I watch Juve. Yeah. So I, while I like, if I see a nice goal, I'll be like, yeah, I go crazy. But no, mm -hmm. I, it's not as I don't watch it as passionately as I maybe 
watch the Italy game. So, yeah, a lot of people who listen to our podcast, and you know, you you've been away for a while, and you know, we sort of need to reintroduce you to the population. Uh, like, I love just like listening to you talk about football, about Italian, you know, way of doing things on the pitch. It's just, it's really interesting. You you don't see a lot of fans like like Giovanni, who is so like after the game. For you, for you, the game is just the beginning. For you, it's like tiki taka afterwards. For you, it's the articles afterwards, and in Italian, streaming those those weird shows where they yell and they scream. It's 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 really cool to see. So if you guys ever, I mean, listen, man, Giovanni, I've been trying to convince him to have a Twitter account for a while, but <laughs> it comes with the price of seeing a lot of dumbass tweets, man. It's so if you're if you're ready for it, you, I can hook you up with a Twitter account, and people can you know get get, get some knowledge knowledge from you. Um, but uh, another Dropbox, like because I will be honest, it's not even it's not even like the dumb comments, which to me there's definitely it, there's no no amount where I will make me stomach that. It's something I do not like about social media, but I'm always, I'm always down to share one of my passions. So whenever there's a question, again, we can do it as a Dropbox thing, send it my way. I will, I will give you the replies via text, email, or soundbite. And I'd be happy to do it. You have it recorded here. So yeah, keep me to it. <laughs> you, you guys can just DM me on Twitter. No one's going to Dropbox you, Giovanni. Uh, <laughs> But like the, the word, like put your questions, I'll read them all. And then I will provide response. That's what I meant. That's awesome. drop Well, I have a question. We, we, we have a, we have an annual tradition here on the UVA podcast is um, uh, another, another landmark signing. Another, well, not, not a signing, but another yeah. uh, memorable date is, you know, 2018, but towards the towards the end of the World Cup, I'm texting Giovanni, Ronaldo official, and Giovanni is stuck in a in a forest at a wedding in France, and uh, he has no internet. It just like happens to be that my text message went through, and I I'll always be proud of me, you know, uh, not myself, but I I'll always be proud of being the first one to break that, those news that the news that were signed Ronaldo, which was a Cool, cool moment in the UVA podcast history. And, you know, two years ago, and I was just, um, you know, I was sitting reminiscing last night, watching best goals of, you know, Ronaldo for UVA. Let me tell you, man, um, every goal is special. You know, there's been some stinkers. There's been some, but 90% of Ronaldo's goals, just because it's so cherished that we were able to sign Ronaldo. Um, I was just like tweeting yesterday, Towards the end of the day, I got a little drink in me and shit. You know, I was, if we win the Champions League with him, it's, it may not erase the pain of all those finals that I've watched, but it will, it will definitely make up for a lot of it. And it's just such a great moment of, you know, Buffon, Kellini, Dybala, Ronaldo. They the generation of the players of like Buffon, Kellini, they, they, for, for what they've done for the club, for what they've done for, to me, Italy too, like they need some, some sort of international recognition from that standpoint, right? Buffon won the World Cup. That's, that's great. It was a massive achievement. He was young. He's been looking for something at the Juve level. And, and again, so many getting there, you know, through so many 
Uh, you know, trials and tribulations. You you lost to Milan and when was it? 2005. Uh, then you 2000. Yeah, 2000. Thank you. No worries. You you then you you, you after Calciopoli after eating shit from Inter for years you. During a year where you're like, oh my god, like we just lost our coach in August, and then this guy came, and they're throwing eggs at him, and what the hell? How are we gonna do it? You make it to the final with the guy that uh, Juventus fans waited for him to throw eggs and bricks at the boss, mm-hmm. and you lose to probably the the one of the best teams of decades: Messi, uh, Neymar, Suarez, Barcelona. No one, you know. Take your hat off, but then there's always the episode of the of the penalty that they never gave Pogba. So you're always like, "What if?" Yeah. Then the guy took you back again with probably the best uh, the best gameplay that Juventus has had in the eight Scudettos for six months, right? With that four two three one that Allegri put together, and you get, and then something happens, blackout. The, the other time that we lost by four goals, it was a blackout. Yeah. What happened? We will never know what happened between the first half and the second half of that, of Cardiff. We will never know. But I mean, Chiellini came out, came out with a book saying, uh, we were tired. We were simply exhausted. And I can see on camera throwing hands and... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying that's not an excuse. I, me personally, I would rather not know than <laughs> than this be the truth because it's just Forget so. That. Look, this is coming from a guy that is not that I try to be as pragmatic as possible. I've known Juventus for my entire life. I've known the just look. Something happened. We will never know. Mm-hmm. But something happened. Whatever he wrote on there. That's that's he's he's a company man. He's like, yeah, we were tired. That's that's it's not a very easy to digest explanation, but it's a good it's an explanation. You because he's gonna be he's gonna have a future. Kidney is gonna be the future president of Juventus. Mark my words. But he's not gonna say anything that's gonna you know. You, you think that's you think that's why the you know the business degree and everything comes in? Absolutely, one hundred percent. He's being groomed, and he should be. I think that's that's it's it's it's. Yeah, it's good. I like You're it. building talent, uh, but 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 back to the point. Like this is this is the time for them to do something, and it's such a crazy. Fuck, it, knowing Juventus, <laughs> it had to happen during the craziest year. This <laughs> I hope so far so. in the past hundred hundred years of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing how things are, and and also seeing that it's it's one and done games. I was just and I was just, I was just gonna say wow to make it to the final. And then yeah. when you get to the final, knowing that on the other side, your opponent might be a little little bit like weaker, you're saying that's when you have the anxiety as a Juve fan. They're like, oh my God, we made it. We must, we, we beat Leon, knock on wood. We beat, I don't know, let me say City, knock on wood. Well, well we, let's, uh, before we jump into that, I, I actually, yeah. this was a, uh, this was a pretty good segue on your part. I'm just trying to, man. ESPN could not make it more difficult. Just give me the goddamn draw. Can you pull up a draw over there, dude? I have the draw in my head. Oh, okay. Sorry, buddy. So, Go ahead. 
we make we we make it to the semis. We meet somebody, uh, Napoli, Bayern, or Barcelona, whoever it is, and then you get to the final. But on the other side, potentially, who may who may who who, who, who could you meet? Atalanta, Atletico, Red Bull. Uh, to me, yeah. it's if you meet any of those two teams, like Atletico or Atalanta. The, just the anxiety of watching that final with knowing the history of Juve and like I would it would be so hard for me to like watch that game just because I, I don't know if I could handle losing it again after all the craziness that has happened in 2020 so fingers yeah, crossed I yeah. hope so I hope something good happens yeah, and, and all this—it's the craziest circumstances. It feels it just feels like it's just like a like a dam ready to just snap, um, because the listen, no one knows that circumstances don't mean shit. And I mean, one kick of the ball and it can be all over. But hey, until then, you know, we can we can dream, and it's just it's just written in the stars, man. You know, Buffon has admired Cristiano for so long. Always given him nothing but respect, and they all the 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 situation at the club right now is just so perfect. Everybody's gelling with each other, and Dibaldo is 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 being is just Dibaldo is is happening. So it's uh, listen. Well, I'm a loss for words because it's just when it happens, it's going to be so magical. Um, yeah. So um, who would you rather take? Since we're on the topic of, of the Champions League draw, okay. if we hey let, let's let, let's let's talk about the let's talk the about the Leon game. game first. Leon game, you just gotta you just is the first of treated as four finals. You have the Leon game, yeah. the quarterfinal, the semi, and the actual final. There's four finals for Juventus to win. Four games. No, no, no. If but strategy, like no bullshit. You go, you win, right? So, um, that, about the Lyon game, you have to go win it. No excuse. I don't care what tactics you use. If you have to push the ball in with your hand, I don't care. You win that game. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards is who do I prefer between uh, a shit sandwich and a turd sandwich? They're, they're both terrible. Like, I don't want to play Real Madrid <laughs> or City at all, but... I have to say, on paper, with the talent, City is who scares me the most. Mm-hmm. And But Zidane has slowly but surely kept Real Madrid in play for the Champions League without Ronaldo, with all the issues that they had after Ronaldo left and after Zidane left. And... They overtook Barcelona. He's, he worries me big time because of the way he can he can coax the best out of his players when it matters the most. So, but if I had to say, all things considered, I would say let's go with Real for two reasons. There's no history between Sarri and Zidane. There's history between Sarri and Guardiola. It, and it and it and it favors Guardiola heavily. And there's history between Ronaldo and Real Madrid. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Ronaldo wants to get it wants to get bounced by the Champions League uh, from the Champions League by Real Madrid because it's it's it, it, just imagine just imagine yeah. the Madridista papers being like you left us see what happens right he just yeah. to avoid that Ronaldo will go crazy then once you get to the semifinals is I meet personally I would I never want to meet any Italian teams at any point in an international. Um, Why is that? Tournament. So, just because, because you don't know, and the the and the, the additional pressure of saying, "Well, we beat your ass the, for for so long, right?" Now they they mm-hmm. play with it's like a plus two boost across the board, plus two defense, yeah. plus two attack, plus two stamina. Like they're all, you know, <laughs> it's like they're, so. They're, I'd rather not play with the team at that point. Then I say. Bring me Barcelona because between Barcelona and Bayern Munich, uh, I to me is I Barcelona is the one that is the most erratic. If 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 Messi wakes up with a stomach ache one day and whatnot, like they it's it's done and they've been they're on a downward trend as the season's going on. Still still crazy scary to play against, but I would rather take. Um, Barcelona than Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, they're a machine. They're, they're done with yeah. the Bundesliga. They are just preparing to win the Champions League. I would rather not yeah. play them. And then in the final, fuck, no Atalanta. In the final, give me Red Bull Leipzig. Give me, give me, the, <laughs> give me on paper an easy one, and then if I lose, I lose. Fine, no problem. But at least maybe it gives us finally a little bit on paper better chance. Yeah. But otherwise, Atletico Madrid... I, I maybe Atletico. If I had to pick out of like the worst ones, maybe Atletico, but not Atalanta. Atalanta will kill no. us. Atalanta yeah. will kill my no. word. If the final is Juve Atalanta, <laughs> no way. I imagine. I think uh, man, well, you just you just kind of put it in perspective because I'm just beginning to think about Champions League, even though the next game is on um August 7th, which is almost a month away. Um Yeah, it, to to know that that game, that the, the, to know that that game, and that's it, man. Not a fun feeling, but but no. what an awesome feeling it would be to win it. Oh, oh my god, I can't. I mean, the plan was the plan. Uh, Giovanni is literally covering his face with a shirt on camera. The plan was to get trashed in Istanbul. If we have to get trashed at home, just you know, behind closed doors, um, it is what it is. I'll I'll do that, but. Yeah, I I'm really enjoying you know having the the games every three or four days. I'm sure it's not as fun for the players, and and it's something that we should definitely talk about. You know the the, the fatigue and maybe the the loss against Milan was just was just that. You know maybe it was because they just were point, tired and they didn't think. No, I to me at this point is is like uh, look. What happened in Milan should never have happened. You, sh- as a team, you need to be. I know they have the experience and and the professionalism to avoid something like that. That's that's something that, especially in the one and done games coming August, you can't have a blackout. There's no blackout. I'm okay with you having a blackout now, so you can learn from it and then guide your next eight weeks mentally and professionally to avoid something like that. If On August 13th or whenever the final is, and whoever you're playing, and you you will you 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 remember what happened 
against Milan, when you when you got when you took four to your teeth, I'm fine with that. If that will serve as like a lesson for you, then absolutely. Yeah. No. Well, you hopefully, man. Hopefully, Sari is that type of guy who learns from his mistakes. We we still don't know much about how he operates. Um, you know, outside of the whole tactical Sari ball uh, aura, like I don't know what his motivational skills are. It's it's in a lot of ways we haven't discussed it with you, um, but in a lot of ways, people want to believe I'm one of them that Sari is just a stepping stone towards a bigger coach who will be there for for a lot of years. And you know, seems 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 right now as Guardiola is the you know he has his last hurrah at at Man City and then 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 we're, when they're kicked out or or punished or whatever they're going on right now what do you think Guardiola or not um so 2020 as i said is the year of uh, completely unknowns right cuz everything has been upended whatever plans you had have been upended before the pandemic i there wouldn't have been a exchange between Kanish and Arthur I don't mind that don't be wrong I don't mind the Arthur signing I think there's a ton of potential there and uh, I just again I don't follow what we got too much other than what I know more or less of him from also the Brazilian national team etc cetera, etc cetera. I think it makes sense the move that they made Kanish is old he weighs a lot on the books Arthur is not potential you know good player the plan was always to bring Pogba back. That That's not happening because there's no liquidity. Nobody's going to be spending money. Nobody's going to be spending money. Look at Leroy Sané to Bayern Munich for $50 million. And What? Dude's like, without the pandemic, he's going for double that. Yeah. You know, what it is. So when you say, oh, Guardiola, I that was probably maybe the pre-pandemic solution had Saturday not worked out. I can't say that that's the same. That's the same plan because Guardiola costs a ton of money. He brings in a lot of money, right? Um, but he costs a ton of money at this point, and there's no guarantee of you recouping that because you don't know when you're going to fill the seats. You're not going to know when you know those big Champions League games where Guardiola is showing, and you know you're you're dealing with a sold out stadium. That's not mm-hmm. happening. You can't jack up the prices on season tickets if you can't go watch Guardiola and Ronaldo play together. So I don't think he's the plan anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he might not make it um, you know, at some point to Juve, but I think there are different you know, coaching profiles if, um, if Sarri doesn't make it for whatever reason. And again, I'm not praying or looking forward to Sarri failing. It's just the reality of running a club that's a business. Um, and he's got to bring results. He was brought to show a certain type of play. And again, we can try to give him the teams that he wants, the players that he wants, but he's got to also demonstrate some sort of establishment of, of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, so. Um, and I, I still have not seen that. People say, oh, the general game was great. I don't. I don't use that as a as a as a as a level of measure. Right? I, I don't. Um, so, should Sari not succeed in whatever the internal objectives the management has set for him, or if they don't see it as a good fit, 
you have to take into account the potential of seeing Allegri back again because he's free and he has a he has a level of success um, that he's brought to the club. And here's the other thing: Juventus has always done well with repeat coaches. Did you, they just have? Um, and Allegri is smart enough of a coach to be able to learn from mistakes and things that he's done. I remember when um, he came to Juventus, the first thing they said is Pirlo is going to leave because he had a bad uh, relationship with Pirlo the last couple of years in Milan and he sent Pirlo away to Juventus. What mm-hmm. did Allegri do? He, he got the most out of Pirlo for the time that Pirlo was at Juventus. Um, so I've got that. I, I think another profile might be that of a young, younger uh, coach with a more attacking profile. I say... Pochettino. Pardon me? Pochettino. I don't know about Pochettino. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm looking strictly to Italy. I would say mm-hmm. out of all of them, uh, Simone Inzaghi, maybe. And the Zerbi. Because to me, so far, and I've watched the Zerbi and Benevento and they went to Serie B, I remember. But man, can this guy coach and can his mm-hmm. teams play some really good, solid football? It's crazy. He's He has a big future ahead of him, the Zerbi, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then the, the wild card, because of the potential, like the ceiling so high, but also the amount of problems and headaches this man will give you is Gasperini. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else. There's no that currently out of like uh, clubs in Europe that um, that aren't big name clubs. He is the most European profile coach out there. Gasperini. That's it. Nobody else. I mean, uh, everyone's eyes on on Atalanta just because you you're not believing how they play. Sometimes it's just it's just pure passion and, 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 and man, it's fun to watch I would rather watch an Atalantic I would rather watch a Sassuolo game now than watch a Juve game 100% yeah. honest and, and, and I love Juve it, but it's simply because they just it's just fun to watch mm-hmm. yeah. it's right there man so uh, well, I wish we had a situation like where you know Sari's games were fun to watch. I, it's why he was brought here. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Not so much so far. Uh, well, dude, I hope to you know. I hope we don't make it another month without you on the podcast. Let's make this. Let's make this a fun summer for for everybody. Hopefully, at the end of the summer, we are celebrating. Um, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Thank you guys for your for your questions. Um, Love it. I love having you back on, man. It was good to chat. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Spotify, I've mentioned time and time again, is killing it with the podcast game. And we have a lot of listeners on Spotify. So thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, You've had podcasts everywhere. um, TouringGiants.com if you want to purchase some merchandise. And like I said, we will be announcing something super cool dropping soon. Yeah. Thank you guys for checking us out. This was fun. Giovanni, you're the best. Yeah, no worries, man. Pleasure. Take it easy, buddy. Forza Juve.